and welcome back to Nerds of the Roundtable, a podcast on a quest for quality pop culture. I'm Dwayne. My co-host Jamie is not with me right now as I'm doing this opening uh, at a later time than our recording. Where we left you last time uh, was midway through our Star Wars survey podcast. We discussed the uh, history, a little bit of the past, and what we had thought uh, about the movies previous. Now we're going to take a look into the future of Star Wars. Hope you enjoy our discussion. And welcome back to the show. And now I want to talk about the future of Star Wars. And um, the first thing I wanted to bring up here was, and this, this is this is all me. I don't think Dwayne is um, think this is worth talking about, but I do because um, Kathleen Kennedy recently got an extension, mm-hmm. and I feel like that she's um, been unfairly con- been controversial. I mean, there's been a lot of people calling for her to be fired, and that were upset about her extension. And so here's the thing. Kathleen Kennedy is not a business person. She's a movie producer. Mm-hmm. All of the new movies have been good. Yes. Why is this controversial? Like Kathleen Kennedy, the statement you made, not being a business person. George Lucas had to be a business person. He created the company. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's enough money in the bank. If yeah. she don't screw it up, you know, if well, she I- don't, if she don't sink the ship. But Kathleen Kennedy, you know, starting off as a producer, yeah. then going, you know, directing. And, uh, and all of her various roles. When you go back and look she through Ryan DB list, she's, she's a very successful. Lady. I mean, she's impressive. Yeah, she's a very impressive. But very like marketing is not her job. No, marketing is not her job. And the release schedule is not her has, job. No. Well, and and there, there's something I want to get into with that here in a moment. But now with her, she is saying, okay, JJ, I know you're a great storyteller. Tell this side of the story. Yeah. Ryan, Ryan Johnson, hey, I'm seeing great things from you. You tell this side of the story. And I think this is where the ship is casting a little bit yeah. without having the, the, the solid through story. She's like, okay, let's just get some great stories and tell them instead of saying, okay. I mean, that, that could have been done better. Where are we starting and ending? I think that's Kathleen Kennedy's biggest fault. Now, I mean, to take over Lucasfilm in any capacity, you know, especially during a transition, especially when starting a new trilogy, I mean – is going to be difficult. Yeah, and there's been some stuff like you know ha- having someone else finish Rogue One instead mm-hmm. of Gareth Edwards. That's yeah. kind of weird. I'm not I'm not in love with that. I, I like I like for the creators to get to stay on you know in charge of the creation. Exactly, and I think some of that Jamie comes from the Disney side yeah. of things, and even Bob Iger has come out and stated this release schedule was my idea. Yeah. I said let's come fast and furious with these movies, and I mean they. It's been a Fast and Furious. I mean, yeah. we've we've got ten probably, movies. Probably too fast. Know, yeah, too fast. And uh, I think that that is where Star Wars has really struggled. Instead of having time for a story to gestate. Yeah, with but, that, but that's the not fan. once again that's not Kathleen Kennedy's job. That's no. not that's not been a fault that we can lay at her feet. I mean, the big picture is she's she her job is to produce movies. Mm-hmm. Four movies have come out under her watch. They're all They're good. All being good. I mean. I, how can we be mad about that? Now, maybe we'd like maybe to handle some of the direction stuff differently. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. Maybe don't hire Colin Trevorrow and fire him before he can make a movie. You know, <laughs> maybe right. not kick uh, Gareth Edwards off of Rogue One. May, you know, maybe don't hire Lord Miller to make a different kind of movie than they've ever made before. Exactly. I mean, which in retrospect, it was probably Ron Howard was a better 
choice for that movie anyway. Ron Howard has needed to direct a Star Wars yeah. movie for a long time. But yeah. but overall, the big picture, they're all good movies. Yes. I'm not mad about Kathleen Kennedy seeing through the rest of you know her her you know you know tenure. I mean, I I want to see more of these movies that that's kind of quality. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm 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 a Kathleen Kennedy fan. Um, I think she has taken a, a tough situation and has excelled at it. She's kept the ship as steady as she can. She has, uh, you know, exhibited creativity, innovation, and new new directions for the stories. And some really brave choices have been made under her watch. Totally brave, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, when you change the character of Luke Skywalker the way that he was changed in The Last Jedi... That's gutsy. And, you know, given that maybe she didn't write that. or someone, She could have overruled it. But though. she could have said, no, that's not where we're going with Luke. Yeah. But she's like, you know, it was hey, that's, that's a bold move, and I'm standing by you. Yeah. That that takes a set. Yeah. yeah. And uh, one of the things I wanted to get into was, have you seen, I know you've seen the images of the Mandalorian. Oh, yes. It looks awesome. It kind of reminds me of, like, like high noon in Mando armor, you know? Mm-hmm. But... It's a, it's a it's a change, right? It's it's going to be a big change, and I, I th- I'm really excited about the direction with this. You know, when in the past all of Star Wars on TV has been animated, um, and I know you were speaking well, there were those earlier. there were those Ewok movies, well, and in they, the 80s, yeah, but they well, weren't important. I mean, no, they they weren't as canon. But yeah, you had some live action there on TV. Yeah. Uh, I think there were two movies. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, but, I mean, the vast majority, I mean, you have the Ewoks cartoon, you have the droids cartoon, you have, um, you know, the Clone Wars, uh, directed by Dave Filoni, the, the five episode on, the five season on television, and the sixth on Netflix that was released. One that was kind of, uh, forgotten about is the Gennady, Gennady, Gennady Tartakovsky. Yeah, I can't say it. I can't say his name either. <laughs> the the guy who created Samurai Jack, yeah. uh, he, uh, he had a a series released on Cartoon Network that were little five minute vignettes in between shows, and then they compiled those into a, a video. If you can catch it, uh, it's worth a purchase. Uh, they've made them hard to find. They've 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 made them very hard to find, uh, but I mean that's a very compelling story and it seems more like i know when they told that story they said it's like a tall tales yeah. of the star wars universe but if but if these new tv shows it feels like there's a different weight given to them like yeah they're, they're more important to the universe than they've been in the past right. rebels uh, the show you know kind of ends right before rogue one i mean and they're all leading in to each other uh resistance the newest one up seems to be set i've heard Little bits of different time frames, but I've heard even as close as six months. Yeah, I've heard right before to Force the uh, to the yeah, just before the Force Awakens. So yeah, they're really not giving themselves a lot of room to expand and a lot of room to, you know, take these characters in wildly differing directions from the established characters. Now you want to have some, you know, but those are still animated shows, like you're talking about. Exactly, the Mandalorian's a different deal. Mandalorian being a live action show, and I'm really excited about this. John Favreau oh, yeah. developing and directing. I mean, hello. Uh, and from what I'm hearing on that, he pretty much come to to Lucasfilm and said, "Hey, here's a story I want to tell." And they're like, oh, "Buddy, you go tell it." And, and they gave him some money to do it too. They, they got him, a big budget. Oh yeah, hundred million for ten episodes. Yeah. And uh, I mean, John Favreau, where would the Marvel universe be today? 
It doesn't exist. Without John Favreau, yeah. uh, Iron Man 1. I mean, he laid that groundwork. So it set the tone for the whole cinematic universe. With a man in a mask. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. You know, yeah. so let's go here. And, you know, and I know there's been talk of, well, Disney's just looking for some stuff to fill their new streaming service. They're just looking for some stuff to fill their new it streaming service. It feels service. different to me. It feels a little different. It feels like they're doing it to further a story, to further a uh, mythology around uh, these characters to kind of open some doors. But 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 that, see the but, but the Mandalorian is not the only thing they've talked about on TV. Like <laughs> it, it sounds like they want to have every week for the, every, all of the calendar year a a new episode of Star Wars TV. You know. Now, now it could be. Now I know Lucas, that, that's what I've heard. Yeah, Lucas had uh, developed a uh, a series that he has sitting on a shelf, so they say. Uh, Star Wars. It's been rumored Star Wars Underworld, Star Wars 1313. Whatever name they want to stick to it, but I mean, he had um, uh, what's the name Ron Moore, Ronald Moore, one of the I think wrote on one of the Battlestar movies okay. or, or TV shows. Um, a lot of big name people have been rumored to have worked on it, but he's supposedly has got 50 hours of scripts wow. sitting on a shelf ready to go that he says. I just couldn't figure out a way to make it affordable for TV. And, you know, the, the exciting thing right now, Jamie, is the way our television viewing is changing. Yeah. You know, I mean, it used to be you had a shoestring budget and a season was 23 to 27 episodes. Now you've got these mini seasons that are dropping almost all at once. Some of them they're scattering out, you know, um, they're doing that a lot more here lately. But I mean, when you drop a see a series, I mean, a lot of people watching in a weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah, and um, and I, the part of that is the BBC model coming over. Yeah. You know, shorter run um, seasons, and part of it is the and shorter run on entire series. I mean, you know, you'll have uh, some of those will only have two or three seasons per show yeah and then the show's done yeah like my, my favorite tv show of all time is this little known show called the it crowd yeah we, yeah, we spoke about this there's like four seasons with six episodes each season i mean that's that's like that's not even a whole that's, season yeah, of an american nothing. tv show yeah. and that, that's the whole run that's not even a whole season of a 10 season american tv yeah. show yeah and so um but uh, so there's part of that you know kind of like thinking that's come over and then we've also seen like the netflix marvel mm-hmm. shows like, you know, Daredevil, which they're all 13 episodes except for the Defenders. But th- that's kind of the thinking there. But I just, is it is it going to be too much Star Wars? Like, they've overdone it with the movies and theaters coming too fast and too furious. Is 52 new episodes of Star Wars TV every every year going to be too much? That's, that's one thing that is kind of worrisome because I know we've talked about the release schedule, you know, being movie, a movie a year. Yeah. Um, and I, I know we've spoke about you know, maybe stretching it out to, I would go a, a movie every 18 months looking, uh, looking at, uh, if we, if I'm just, and, and still alternate numbered and still movies. Alter- versus yeah, the yeah. You have a, a yeah. saga movie. Then in 18 months you have a star Wars story. Can you tell we talk a lot of star Wars? Off have, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Just a bit, but yeah, stretch it back out to yeah. that. Uh, you know, make it an event. Make yeah. an event instead of just oh, there's another it's story. Not anymore. It's not. No, I, I, I was sad to say I was not as excited for the Last Jedi, just because I didn't have time to stew on it. I was yeah. still digesting and going through scene by scene of the Force Awakens and then Rogue One. Hello, yeah. and yeah, I, it just wasn't a okay. Now I'm ready 
to soak this up. Yeah, and they and they still haven't dialed back the movie schedule yet, and they're already launching and like launching a whole all bunch these shows, of, you know, bunches of TV shows. Yeah, and it's just like you know, as, as excited I am by that one image from the Mandalorian, how silly are we that we get that excited from one one image. one sad image? Yeah. But um, but now you, you look back to the days of uh, episode one and two when the uh, internet was still, I mean. Broadband wasn't really, you know, a thing yeah. even then. So Lucas done a brilliant thing is he would have a camera on set and every so often it would snap a picture and load it to the website. Hmm. And so you're here waiting for your dial up to line by line <laughs> bring this image up. I mean, it was just phenomenal. <laughs> okay. And, uh, I think I think I want to blend to our two next topics together. Okay. Um, we talked about talking about how weird it's going to be for Star Wars not to have a saga anymore. Yes. And then you wanted to forecast a little bit. So let, let, let's, 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 let's let's blend, blend those, those together. Yeah, let's blend those up because as we're talking about the movie uh, release schedule, and I think Disney's made a smart thing. I think Bob Iger in one of their last shareholder meetings said, "You know, hey guys, this was all on me. This was all my." My idea to have this release schedule, I think we maybe should dial it back some. I'm not sure they're finding the list with all the TV they're playing. Anymore. Right. So, uh, I mean, at least but with still, the movies. Yeah. yeah. So, maybe that's a different department. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, you have Ryan Johnson developing a series of movies. You have two of the show writers for Game of Thrones developing a series of movies. But they've been very explicit. These things are not connected not to the saga. Not connected to the saga in any way, shape, or form. So what are we getting? Jamie, what's some of the forecasts that you may think the directions that they're going to take in this? And then I'll jump on. Well, I mean, I think just o- overall, I mean, I think it's uncharted territory. Mm-hmm. You know, outside of having, you know, which they, they did a really good job passing the baton to the new characters. Mm-hmm. Apparently they're going away. Because, I mean, they've been very explicit. The Ryan Johnson trilogy is going to be all oh. new characters. It's mm-hmm. not even going to be Ray, Finn, Rose, Poe. They're not going to be in these new movies. Yeah. And so it's, it's weird. Like, I mean, there's no there's no big carryover. There's no ongoing story. It's just a weird space for yeah. Star Wars to be in. And even though they haven't said the all new characters uh, regarding the movies coming out from the Game of Thrones folks, they're saying it's a whole new era. See, the rumor I've heard, I'm a little excited about this. The rumor I've heard is not as nice of the old Republic. And I, yeah. I would be all about that. All about that. And, you know, I've heard that as well, uh, you know, taking back to the, the pre- almost prehistory yeah. of the Jedi, you know, where the Jedi and the Sith very first had their schisms, where they were still uh, figuring out the hyperspace routes. Uh, it was still treacherous to travel. And the understanding uh, of the Force was still new. Was still very yeah. new, yeah. I mean, all I, of that. I'm, I mean, I'm hoping that's the direction they're going. And I mean, and you could totally see them taking um, a almost you know medieval stance with the lightsabers and the spaceships and the technology. It would be a really interesting view of that. And maybe having some like some Ronin type samurai in space, slowly transitioning into the Jedi. Yeah. I mean, that would be. I mean, there's just so many cool directions they could go with that. And Lucas was has never been shy of his influence from yeah, the Kurosawa. samurai Kurosawa. Yeah. I mean, and he and he's even been on record as saying that uh, you know R two D two and C three PO's characters are directly related 
to the two commoners in um, the, the the hidden, hidden fortress, fortress. Uh, you know, who's just caught up in this big gigantic battle and having no idea what's going on. Yeah. But but I think I mean I think we're in good hands. I mean Kathleen Kennedy, like I said, Kathleen Kennedy, they're all good movies under her watch. Mm-hmm. So I think we're in good hands. So that that's comforting. But I don't know. I'm not sure what I want to see after the saga ends. I mean, it kind of feels like is it? I mean, it's still a Star Wars universe, but. How compelling is the universe without the song? Without the Skywalkers. Yeah. You know, without yeah, without the Skywalkers or the Solos uh, or yeah. the Kenobis, you know, to anchor us to what we've already grown to love. And I guess that's going to have to depend upon the strength of the writers, the strength of their production to give us these characters and feed them to us in a way to where they matter, yeah. to where the universe is something that we can buy into with it being connected to but, what we already know. Yeah, I, I, I think to do that, these the two trilogies that have been announced kind of have to be stand-ins for the saga. Yeah. I mean, the, the Ryan Johnson trilogy has to be epic in scope to now, try to, try to fill been, that space. Now, have those even been defined as a trilogy? Because I, I keep hearing the word series. A really? series. Yeah, okay. I've, they've kind of steered away from the trilogy. Hmm. To my understanding, the things that I've heard and read about it. They yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'd be okay with that. I mean, like I said, I really liked The Last Jedi. I mean, it's got its flaws. It's not mm-hmm. a perfect movie, but I really liked the movie. And yes. I'm, I, and and Ryan Johnson, he's kind of in that Zack Snyder camp where he just makes beautiful looking movies. Oh yeah, and he's a better storyteller than that Zack Snyder. <laughs> but but he makes beautiful movies. Yeah. I mean, The Last Jedi, even in it's the scenes gorgeous. that don't make any sense, are amazing to look at. And mm-hmm. so I'm I'm pretty cool with. I mean, as long as they don't let Ryan Johnson make Star Wars movies. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm, watch it. They can have my money. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna watch those movies. So yeah. yeah, go ahead and put my credit card on file. Yeah, <laughs> but it, but it's just a weird space. Yeah, I mean Star Wars without the saga. I mean, I, I keep coming back to that. It's yeah. just so weird to think about. Yeah, without that overarching, you yeah, know, the big narrative. The, the big narrative is going yeah. away. Are we gonna have an empire? Are we gonna have a, a, a rebellion? Or yeah. are we going to still have the smugglers and the underworlds with the huts and the bounty hunters and such? And, and you know, if the First Order gets crushed have, in Episode 9, exactly what, what's left? What's left? What's the story? Exactly. Uh, one thing, uh, Jamie, I don't know if you've ever read or experienced the uh, the Legacy comics. Some of the Dark Horse ones? Yes. See, I've read some of the Into older Dark. published ones. I think yeah. that's where my, my, my affinity for the older okay. public storyline comes I, from. I never read them, but I kind of loosely followed the story, and they were kind of set about 130, 140 years after Jedi. And you have, you know, the Jedi, the Jedi have been destroyed. You have a benevolent empire. Luke Skywalker's great-great-grandson mm. is a essentially a drug addict and a smuggler and a bounty hunter. See, I, I didn't read that. Kind of like yeah, all that, rolled up into one. So I wonder if they're going to might pick and choose and maybe borrow some things with that. And you look at the, the dark horse. I mean, dark horse really rolled the roost uh, as far there, as quality. I, I didn't read a ton of it. Like I don't, I, with, I don't have any clue what you're talking about with the one you're, you're, you're reading. The, I didn't read any of those you know, with the old Republic. Uh, yeah, series but the old Republic with, series was so good, was and there was I think it was a series called like a uh, Tales of the Jedi. Tales of the Jedi, mm-hmm. that was so good. Yeah, and I, I mean if they if they want to film that, I have some more of my money. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to see that. Yeah, I, I, I hope they are able to interweave some of the existing characters that have that have turned so beloved. Yeah, I don't I don't want Ray and Finn not to be in 
any more movies. Yes. You know? Right. Right. Yeah. And even you know what they did with the uh, with the expanded universe when Disney done their hard reset. You know they just kind of wiped everything off and said this is us fresh. And then you come on here and like, okay, where's, you know, Han and Leia's kids? Because Han and Leia had three kids in the old books, you know. And where's Mara Jade? Right, where's Mara? Where's, yeah, where's Card? Exactly. Yeah. You know, where's all these great characters that we have read about through, you know, 60, 70 books? Yeah, Corrin Horn. Um, oh, my God. I love gosh, to see those back Yeah. Uh, would really like to see those. And even if they put them in a different era. Yeah, and maybe like, have like, them like, do like, a few different things, you know, just just kind of stick them in yeah. there. I'd still like some of those guys to show back up. So, so Dwayne, I want to give you the last word on this before we transition to our awards. Okay. You've lived you've lived with the saga longer than I have. What would you like to see? Like, if if Kathleen Kennedy hired you to be her like right hand man, mm-hmm. what what would you tell her that you wanted to see after episode nine? Mm-hmm. What would you like to see for the future of the universe? Well, I I would really like to see a continuation of the characters established, setting up a new generation. Supposedly, you know, you'd have like like you had old Luke, like you had old Leia, teaching, you know, kind of working with Poe and Finn and such. But don't necessarily maybe take away their happy ending what they get. You know, Star Wars is a large story. Star Wars is a continuation of the solos. Star Wars is a continuation of the Skywalkers. I honestly, Jamie, one of the things that I've theorized about, and I don't know, I know some people's even get it tore up about spoilers with theories, you know, fan theories and stuff. So if you want to consider this a spoiler or whatever, I would really like to see Ray had been a child that Han and Leia thought they lost mm. at some point in a conflict or, you know, something happening. I would like to see Ray to be that continuation of a Skywalker. Carry on the legacy. Uh, you know, to kind of carry on that Skywalker legacy. Not wanting to keep it familial, you know, only these people can have the Force. I would love to see the kid who had the broom at the end of The Last Jedi turn out to be a Luke-type character. There's nobody from a nowhere place rise up and take on the biggest threat the galaxy's ever seen. You know, I really enjoyed the uh, Yuzhan Vong series where you had these extra galactic people invading the galaxy, had no idea about the Force. The Force had no bearing on them. Do you think that would be a, so a, good, stand, Jedi, a good replacement for the First Order? A, uh, a, a new threat? It would be a great new threat because then you negate... Everything that makes a Jedi a super being, mm. you know, they can't force push them. They can't mind influence them. Mm. Their lightsabers are just like a regular blade against their armor. Um, you know, I think that would be a great equalizer and a really interesting story. And even their religion. And, you know, I know those books were written at a time when we were finding out, you know, with uh, with our war on terrorism and stuff, you know, in the, in the early 2000s you know, kind of like how we don't understand another religion's viewpoint, how we don't understand what they want um, as, you know, people raised a certain way. It's hard to look at someone else and say, peace means, peace doesn't mean us getting along. Peace means me being subservient to you. Yeah. 
you know, you're rolling over me, um, different things like that. I think that would be a really interesting take. Well, I don't want to lose you as my co-host, but if Kathleen Kennedy wants to hire you, I'd, I'd, I'd have to be okay with it. <laughs> well, well, I would definitely, I would definitely need an advisor, Jamie. So we might could find a place on. Oh, you're going to hook me up with something. <laughs> if you, if you, if something like that happened, you're, you're dragging me along somehow. <laughs> Okay, so that that's I think that's a pretty good discussion there on our survey of Star Wars. Um, but we want to transition out of some awards. Yes, let's go uh, finish up. And I think we've got some good ones here. Oh yes, so I'm really excited about these. Okay, and we we've, we've been this this is the part we've been the most coy about not not showing our cards here. Playing them really close to the vest. So our first awards are the best scene from each trilogy. I'm going to go chronological here. So, Dwayne, what was your favorite scene from the original trilogy? Okay, my favorite scene from the original trilogy. Oh, my gosh. would have to but There's be, a right answer here. There's a right answer. Well, there's a thousand right answers to me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I told you this. I could, I could probably give you a favorite scene yeah. from each act of each movie. <laughs> but now, honestly, my favorite scene is the discussion of Obi-Wan and Luke in Obi-Wan's hovel after Luke really? is attacked by the same people. And Obi-Wan is telling Luke of this greater thing that happened. Hmm. Yeah, I was once a Jedi, like your dad. You know, we we fought together in the Clone Wars, and he's just like, and you just see Luke's right out. Really, I thought my dad was, you know, my uncle told me dad was this, and he's like, no, your dad was a great pilot. He was a cunning warrior and a great friend. And then later, you know, we of course find out the relationship with with uh, Obi Wan and Vader, you know, being the master, the yeah. teacher, and then the relationship between Luke and Vader. And uh, you know, that was a brilliant key there to. Just in a slow moment, do some exposition and say, this situation is bigger than this movie. This situation is bigger than me or you. That was a good answer. Okay, what's yours? It was the wrong answer. The wrong... failed you. I failed you, master. The the right answer is in Return of the Jedi. The throne room scene. With the Emperor, uh, yes. Darth Vader, and Luke. You know, that and everything that is, happens in that room. I, I, before you go on there, that is probably, and we'll get into this a little bit later, but that is some of my favorite Star Wars. Absolutely. Ever. But continue, yeah. please. Well, I, I just think it's the, like, you, you see Luke's, you know, emotional turmoil. You see Vader wavering and then helping his son. And you see just the Emperor being the Emperor mm. at his most Emperor-ness. Um, <laughs> Don't you love the way we play with English here? <laughs> but it's it's just it's the most it's the most compelling moments yeah. in in the original trilogy. Yeah. And you know, going to that right there, I'm I'm gonna pause right here. I mean, how underrated an actor is Mark Hamill? Yeah. I mean, without saying a word, without saying a word, you see where he ends up from being the wide-eyed yeah. farm boy. To the weight of the galaxy on his face. Yeah. You know, you see that. And the love a, for his sister. The torn soul for his father. The helplessness facing the emperor. Yeah. yeah it's, it's just, it's a powerful it's there, scene. Yeah. And he portrays it. Yeah. Okay, moving on to the prequels. What's your favorite scene in the prequels? In the prequels? Oh, man. There's, I mean, there's so many great scenes in the prequels. I'm going to go broad and wide here. You you give me anything with 
Ewan McGregor in it. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna stick one thing here, and it kind of is the crux of the prequels. I'm gonna say is it's in Episode Two, not the best of Star Wars movies, but when when Obi Wan is captured by Dooku, and he's in the the binders floating on the planet Geonosis, and Dooku comes in and he says, "Join me." The Senate's under the control of the Sith. This hall can be avoided. We can handle it. Telling the stone cold truth. That Obi-Wan doesn't buy it. Because it's so absurd. Yeah. It goes against everything he ever thinks. But I mean that is the crux of the prequels. And I'll tell you this. The Sith always tell the truth. It's the Jedi who bend it from a certain point of view. Yeah. Yeah. So let's go there. I, I'm I'm stunned. I, I thought I was gonna be the off 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 the wall one here. I was gonna pick Obi Wan on Geonosis. Is the is the best stuff from the prequels. Yeah. And not not just that moment, but like the whole the whole him discovering what's going on there. Mm-hmm. Obi Wan on Geonosis to me is is the best thing that happens in the prequel. So I, I'm, I'm seeking your motion. I can't believe oh. we both picked a scene from oh, Attack wow. of the Clones. <laughs> I know one of the one of the. I mean, even Episode One included one of the weaker yeah. of the of the movies all around. I, I think. mean, there's stuff in Attack of the Clones that I don't even want to look at. Exactly. I mean, it, it's yeah. But I mean, but there's some great stuff. Yeah. Much like you were talking with the Last Jedi. I mean, there's there's a great movie there. Yeah. There's just a lot of bad stuff around it. Yeah. Yeah. So Jamie, what is your favorite scene from the two movies we have in the sequel era um it's not a single scene okay um it's a series of scenes and it's the interaction between ray and kylo ren Mm. um, in the last jedi that's my that's my favorite stuff from the new canon just the the range of emotions that happen there the way they go from her being completely antagonistic to him yeah, and to the point that she's joining him basically. Exactly. And, and and running to him. I mean, it's just it's a it's a compelling series. I'm using that word a lot tonight. Yeah. But um, it's just a it's a great series of scenes, and it it, it completely sucks me in. And I, I and I and I believe both of what those actors are, are telling me. Yeah. I mean, you've got two great actors working with a lot of great content and really selling it. Yeah. And uh, I mean, who has not fallen in love? With Daisy Ridley. She's great. I mean, she's wonderful. And uh, I don't know if you know this, but that's one of the reasons that John Williams signed on to do the sequel trilogy. He said, I don't want anybody else to write her theme. Yeah. He said, I've, I've, I know, I feel what she needs. You know? and, and Adam Driver's amazing. Oh, Adam Driver. I've seen, I've seen him in quite a few things now. He's blown me away as Oh an my actor. gosh, he's so good. Yeah, he has a range. He really has a range. Have you seen Logan Lucky? We have spoke about Logan Lucky. Okay. Hilarious. He's so good in that. He is wonderful in Logan Lucky. Yeah. Yes, he is really wonderful. And uh, I, know, I know you haven't seen this one, but in Midnight Special. I really want to see that. I've just he's, got to find some time He's with that. really good in that. Yeah. I, I really, everything I've seen him in my life. And you know, one thing that's really interesting with him to me, and, and this is me getting into the, uh, the, the behind the scenes stuff with the thing. You know, he was a Marine. Remember you telling me that. And uh, he... You spoke at one point about how he took what he had, you know, experienced and worked that into some of his intensity and sorrow and, and you know, some of his range of emotion. And, and, you know, anybody 
who serves in any capacity with the armed forces. My hat's off to you guys. Absolutely. I mean, you all, you know, the sacrifice that's made, the things you guys experience endure, you know, you have my, and I'm sure Jamie's utmost respect. Absolutely. So, Jamie, do you want to brush on Solo and uh, Rogue One, a favorite scene with those guys? With uh, the, sure. The... Um, okay, I've got one. Okay. Um, from Rogue One. When, when Jen Erso realizes that Cassie and Andor went up there to kill her dad. Mm. And she confronts him. I just find that to be a, a powerful scene. A powerhouse, yeah. yeah, yeah. That really is. That really is a powerhouse. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go and and say that my favorite scene is, um, Lando's interactions with Han, <laughs> where he's just, just messing with him the whole time. Just, yeah, I'm too cool for you, brother. I'm too cool, too cool for you, guy. And it explains why Billy D. You know, always said Han. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's Han. I, I know. <laughs> Han. Yeah. It's it's Han. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's. I mean, he just just toying with him. That really sets their relationship up beautifully. All right. Now, I wanted to do another one here, and oh. you you can mix it if you want to. I know we're running long here. Best character from each era. Best. Character can you just name them? Let's go through them real fast. Oh, yeah. Best character from each era. I'm going to go prequels. You can go ahead and count me in on... Mm. There's a right answer here. I know there's a right answer. I know the right answer is Obi-Wan. <laughs> But I'm trying to pull. I'm trying. I'm trying to pull one out here and say, yeah, it's got to be somebody else. But no, I mean, you and McGregor. Yeah. I mean, let's just go ahead and call it like yeah, it that, is. Yeah. That, that we don't. I, well, that's not a discussion. Yeah. That's yeah. Let's just go ahead and call it what it is. I mean, you and McGregor captured Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah. Yeah. He did. He stole the character away. He, he stole the character away. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So original trilogy. Original trilogy. I'm gonna tell you. I'm. I'm gonna go. I know everyone says. Han Solo, everybody goes this way. That is the wrong answer. Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker was right was answer. was mine. He's always. the heart of those movies. Yeah, he's he's the heart. Yeah, if you don't have if you don't have Luke's reactions, if you don't have Luke's journey, I mean, you don't have the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay, so the new movies, he got the new movie. Oh, we we have to disagree eventually. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm gonna tell you the new movies. Um, I really have grown to love. I really have grown to love um, Kylo. I mean, Adam oh, Drivers. Oh, no. Are we got all, all the way through. All the way through? Yeah. Okay. You know, I, I Kylo really, Ren is my favorite Star Wars character now. He Really? Yeah. It's not even close. Yeah. I love the guy. I mean, his characterization, the... The, the turmoil he's in Yeah, all that's times. the word I'm looking for. Yeah. yeah, the turmoil. I mean, and it's such a strange thing that you would see he's not wanting to be the good guy. Yeah. He's wanting to recognize and be the bad guy, you know, which is such an, and he can't quite pull the alien you know, concept because yeah. you even think, you even think, well, you know, this guy's a bad guy, but he thinks he's doing it for the right reasons. He thinks he's doing the right thing. Kylo is like, no, I want to be bad. Yeah. You know, I want to be that evil. Yeah. So just, just that alienness. Three for three. In his, I mean. I can't believe we did that. I can't believe we did either. That's, that's, that's killer. <laughs> that's killer. So okay, Jamie, so, I mean, we can't go this far and not pick our favorite movies. 
Do you want me to go first? You go first. I'm excited because you said you said this has changed this, this for you. Just, this just and changed, this changed for me. recently. Yeah. And and I know mine has been kind of a strange pick for a lot of people. From probably the time <clears throat> I was a, I mean aware of Star Wars movies. A wee little lad. It had been Empire Strikes Back. Yes. Um, I started rewatching some of the new movies recently and sort of comparing and contrasting. And I've got a new favorite. Mm-hmm. And I can't believe I'm going to say it, um, but it's true. I, it's, it's the movie. If, if you had to sit down right now and say, watch, what, what sort of movie do you want to rewatch right now? It's going to be Rogue One every time. Yeah. Ro- Rogue One, to me, is the best single Star Wars movie. Hmm. Uh, I just I love it. Every, I would not every have expected second. that one. I would not have expected that one. Now, Rogue One being a great movie, I mean, the pacing, the characters, killer. It's almost a perfect movie. Yeah. It, I mean, I, I don't say that very often. It's almost perfect. It's a really great movie. It every really every great. actor is amazing. And it's beautiful, too. It's beautifully filmed. It's beautifully written. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, and of course, we keep going back to characters and people acting. You stick Alan Tudyk in something. I mean, especially being a smarmy robot. Hello. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> and I've always, I've always had a, a really weird love for C-3PO. He's always my favorite droid forever. I know I'm probably the only person on the planet that has that kind of love for C-3PO, but K2SO has become my K2SO. favorite droid. I love the guy. And you really, I mean, I really had an emotional reaction when he, when he, you know, when what Absolutely. happened to him happened to him. I yeah. don't want to, you know, go all spoilers, but if you haven't seen it and you're listening to this Star Wars podcast, I mean, hello. Um, Okay, well, I'm going to go a little bit more nostalgic. Okay. I'm going to go a little bit more classic than you. My favorite is is um, Empire Strikes, not Empire Strikes Back. That's everyone's favorite. Yeah. My favorite is Return of the Jedi. It wraps up that original trilogy so perfectly. It even brings in the prequels. You know, the the the, the completion yeah. of the story of Anakin is so beautiful at the end of that movie. I mean, you have the adventure, you have the emotions, you have, you know, the resolutions that unfortunately was taken away with Episode 7, but that, that has been my favorite movie I mean, for, for I, years now. I think not just to a single movie, to an entire story, that's one of the best endings mm-hmm. in, in cinema history. Yeah. It's, just, it's such a, such a you use the right word, you call it beautiful, it's a beautiful ending. Yeah. And I, and I think that's the that's the only major flaw in the new movies. Like yeah. they kind of steal that. They movie. kind of take that away. Yeah. Yeah. But that's true. I, Return of the Jedi has got some flaws that I can't get over. Oh uh, well, of course. Yeah. I, I, there's there's part of that movie that I just I just I struggle with, but the there's the other half of that movie is is probably the best part of Star Wars. Yeah. Everything with Luke, Vader, uh, the Emperor. That that whole sto- part of the story is, is is probably the best thing in all Star Wars. But it, but as an entire movie. Rogue One has stolen my heart. Yeah, I can, I can definitely, and you know the desperateness that you see in Return of the Jedi, and I, I know we've talked about the uh, extended scenes and all the behind-the-scenes stuff. And if you have the saga uh, box set that come out that has like I think it's nine discs, um, you have uh, some deleted scenes from that that they had taken of. A granny lady flying, and I'm not sure if she's an X-wing or an A-wing, but it shows her in the cockpit. And I mean, it's like if you took Betty White 
and stuck her in a, in the in the cockpit and the, you know and the people off camera it's so rough the people off camera are yelling the lines to her you've got a heavy fire zone on your left we got a heavy fire zone on the left you know and this little granny it's you know and you just realize you know, that these guys are legitimately throwing everything they have wow. at that and uh, <clears throat> you know i know that was something that was portrayed in the in the movie actual when you see that just the volume of ships on screen and and that just blew me away as a youngster i was like oh my gosh look at all these spaceships how cool and uh you know that really brought it home though but uh so that that was our awards jamie uh one thing that we've i mean we're really going to have to shoehorn this in here yes we've got we've got to get keanu here somehow but yeah that's what we want to do right how do we get Keanu yeah, in, Star we Keanu in Star Wars? So I just I just want to do let, let's do one word or like or like one thing. Just say it real quick. What would you like? What kind of role would you like to see Keanu in in a future Star Wars film? Okay, Keanu would be a slicer. A slicer. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, like uh, Benicio del Toro's character. Uh, he he could he could be, could be a, a Neo type. Yeah, he could okay. revisit his Neo a little bit. Okay. Um. The original Jedi Knight. The original Jedi Knight. Oh, so the discoverer of yeah. the Force. That is very interesting. That would be. And I know he uh, he's into the the Buddhist yeah. kind of thing. I mean, that would really bring that would be really interesting take on that, Jamie. I really dig that take. I believe you sold me. <laughs> I believe you sold me on that. Kathleen Kennedy were available. Jedi Prime. <laughs> there we go. I like it. <laughs> I'd, lo- I'd love to see it. Yes. I, and, and keep the John Wick three hair and that kind of gray beard and, yeah, he's got the, going the, on. The beard oh, going perfect. on. Yeah. yeah. He could be like the monk. Okay. So one last thing I want to do here. Um, we've, we've still got to get our keeping it 100 in. I know we're long on time. I, we got to We got to do it. We, this is, this is one of my favorite traditions we do. So Dwayne, I'll, let me set up my timer here. Are you ready? I'm ready. Sell me on something. Okay. I kind of brushed on a little bit earlier, but I believe my keeping it 100 this week is going to be the movie This Is Us. Uh, Amelia Clark, uh, I don't know who the guy in the movie is, but uh, she plays a goober. I mean, she just plays this clueless <laughs> British lady who has no tact. She has no style. She has no discernible skills. She's unemployed. You could tell she's been through, you know, probably seven jobs in the last six months. Just cannot get it together. Out of desperation, she takes a job caring for a paraplegic who has bukus of money, who is a paraplegic from an accident being hit by a motorcycle. He is the meanest, ugliest person ever to her and the relationship they develop and how, and the reason she stays and the reason she's chosen is it really turns into a unique love story, but it's not what you think. Wow. It's, it's, it's a really beautiful movie. It's free on prime. If you have Amazon. Okay. Prime. Yeah. So, uh, I would, I would recommend it. All righty. And you did it. 18 seconds left. Woohoo. I cannot believe that the lady that played Kira, so classy and so cool, could be described as a goober. Well, I, I, and and that really, I mean, even her character as Kira, 
is so different than her character in Game of Thrones, the little bit I've seen of her, and I've only seen, I think, two episodes of the first season. And and she come around and played this character who is just, I mean, I didn't even know it was, this, it, I'm it was possible to be the same person, but yeah. she has some range. She has some range. Jamie, let me, um, okay. let me get ready here, and uh, are you ready? I'm ready. And go. Okay, I'm pitching a book series called Galaxy's Edge. And it's by two guys who were indie authors who got um, a little jaded with the new Star Wars movies. They didn't love the new Star Wars movies. Hmm. So they decided to write not Star Wars, Star Wars (laughs) books. And it's centered around characters from the Legion, who are basically the Stormtroopers. And, And it's just, it's so good. It's so fun. And you end up, like, as the series goes on, you end up meeting their version of Smugglers. Oh, wow. And it's actually this really serious, gritty series. It's not like this goofy parody. And uh, it's it's really entertaining. Um, I think I'm in I'm in the middle of book five right now. They're writing them at an incredible rate. I think there's like 10 or 11 books out now. Wow. And it, it's all like the sort of what, what they would have done with the new Star Wars. If, like if they had, if they had been given the job and it's 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 good and it's fun. Wow. Galaxy's Edge by Jason Onspock and Nick Cole. Okay. The first book is Legionnaire. First book is Legionnaire. Okay, well you did it. You have uh, thirty seconds left, and uh, I uh, that's very interesting. Uh, so they they really took to heart and did what we were just talking about. Yeah, <laughs> pitching this thing to Star Wars. Um, has uh, have they got their cease and desist? And desist from Battlestar Galactica yet? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's just a little cruel humor, guys. Yeah. I, I I truly do love the uh, the Battlestar. I I liked some of the, uh, the I watched the I think the first season of the new series and I liked it enough. It was okay. Um, okay. Disclaimer: I've seen zero of the new series. Okay. Yeah, I've seen zero. I'm, when I talk about Battlestar Galactica, I'm talking about. Uh, Apollo yeah. from, you know, uh, Richard Hatch and uh, Dirk Benedict uh, face from the A-Team. Um, you know, that's yeah, that's that's what I'm referring to. I've not seen the new one. I, I, it's pretty good. I, I've heard great things. I've just yeah. it, it just seemed to have gotten too big too fast. And I just was like, OK, I'm just going to steer away from that one. Well, that was a fun episode, man. Uh, that, I mean, I had a blast, Jamie. I really, really uh, had a blast uh, digging into this and uh, exploring it. So, guys, if you have any feedback, anything you want to say to us or would like to convey uh, whether you think we're idiots or whether you think we might be <laughs> onto something. I don't uh, think that's a debate. We, uh, no, that's not a debate. <laughs> uh, you know, grab us on, uh, you know, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram. Uh, so uh, grab us there. Jamie, what's our email address? I keep forgetting. Roundtablenerds at Gmail. And always nerds with a K. Always nerds with a K. And uh, I believe we're roundtablenerds2 on Instagram. Nerds2 on Twitter. Nerds2 on Twitter. If you've you got to put in a number, it's always two. It's always two. Yeah, we don't want to be number one. Too much pressure. We'll stick with number two. <laughs> and humble here. And on Facebook, I believe we are nerds of the roundtable. Yes, um, the, the, the group page is up now, and that's where the rankings are going to be. And I'm going to put my top five Star Wars oh, uh, movies on this five time. Star Wars movies on this time. We've already correct? given away number one, but some of the rest of the top five will surprise you too. Look forward to that. Look forward to that. Jamie, I know we haven't really had a chance to discuss it. So I'm going to leave this one up to you. What's our next episode going to be? Oh, wow. I get a blank slate. You got a blank slate. You oh, throw it wow. at me. You I've throw never got it that kind of green light before. You throw it at me, brother. Wow. Um, man, I, I didn't expect <laughs> that kind of freedom. <laughs> 
Well, I, I, kept, I kept talking this movie up. Let's do the Midnight Special. Yes. You keep saying you want to watch it. Sounds great. Let's Perfect excuse. Absolutely. Okay. Midnight Special. Midnight Special. So we will be coming at you in uh, two more weeks with Midnight Special. Remember, episodes drop on Monday every two weeks. And uh, please uh, like us, review us, uh, give us five stars, and follow us on uh, any and all pod catching Catchers, apps yeah. that you use. And Dwayne, there's only one way we can end this episode. Dwayne, may the force be with you. Jamie, may the force be with you.